Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brothers Take podcast. I'm Chris, and I am joined again this week by my brothers, Adam. Hello. And Eric. Hello. We are back in the room to talk more gaming, but with a twist. It's not video games. There's other games out there, guys. In fact, before video games were ever invented, people actually had to play in a room together and communicate with one another. So I lost art. I lost art. But no, it's still out there. And coming off of our Stranger Things episode, we thought it would be fun to talk Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop strategy games. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode. And of course, as always, we would love to hear from you guys so if you have any crazy dungeons and dragons adventures that you want to share with us in the comments on youtube or any other strategy games that you play that you want to recommend to us or say you're a warhammer fan and there's a certain army that you collect we want to hear about it so let us know down in the comments on youtube and if you enjoyed us please do give us a thumbs up hit subscribe and click that notification bell for future content if this is an audio platforms, then you could, of course, also touch base with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Brothers Take to give your take on everything that we bring up here today and your own crazy fantasy adventures. But without further ado, let's roll. Uh, 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 see what I did there? Uh, uh, the Demogorgon Dungeon! <laughs> okay, okay. So before we jump into uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which uh, Eric is going to probably have the most to say about that particular one. Well, actually, we were talking, now. we think that you well, probably played more than he ever did. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. And I, well, I, I'll tell my story later. <laughs> But it wasn't like true Dungeons and Dragons, to tell the truth. And yeah, um, doesn't matter. yeah, we just yeah, we just had fun, you know, and um, I'll, I'll tell you all up. about our three to four year campaign where we played the same characters and we went on the wildest adventures ever. And that's kind of that's what I mean, like when I say like the audience can get in touch to us, their wild adventures. Most of the fun of these kind of those kinds of games, those role playing games is the wild shit that happens that nobody predicted that even the dungeon master didn't plan. I was just like, fuck it. Okay. This is what's happening now. Let's just go with it. And crazy things happen. There's also great Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcasts out there. Let us know if you listen to one and if you have one that you would recommend to us. I mean, there's critical role. There's let's roll with it. There's a few others, but you know, there's plenty out there. And I'm pretty sure the cast from stranger things, actually, since we're just coming off of that episode, they, um, they did a Dungeons and Dragons session. It's recorded live. It's on YouTube. Uh, hmm. David Harbour, Finn Wolfhard, Gaten Matarezzo, and Natalia Dyer. Um, they all play a, like a Christmas-themed Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> session. Um, so that's on YouTube. I think it's like two hours long. If, if, if I, you're ever looking I, for just a bit of crack, like to I, throw yeah, on. I would love to watch that base more on David Harbour doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Yeah, see his... See what he's like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But before, all right, before we get into the Dungeons & Dragons stuff, right? Okay. Because Adam... You've always been a big fan of these tabletop strategy games, Warhammer, and then because the Middle Earth strategy game came after Warhammer, really, right? Yep. But lately, <laughs> it's gone from like always interested to like fucking crazy fandom. 
Yeah, hold on. Uh, I suppose the audio listeners will get nothing <laughs> from this, but uh, if you check out on YouTube, look at the background of Adam, uh, Adam's uh, video here, and you can see shitloads of mummical and all sorts in the background. Um, what got you back into it in a big way? The pandemic. I think that's where uh, a lot of people, not just Middle Earth, but Warhammer, every other type of, like, whether it's the Mantic-style games, uh, D&D as well. People just getting... I, which is weird, because it's like, w- these are social games, right? I mean, one of the most annoying things about playing a strategy game like that is you need people to play with. And mm-hmm. it's not as simple as, uh, you know, with, with the likes of D&D, there's... There's a way around that, which is do it through Zoom, do it through Skype, right? You can't really do that with with Middle Earth. I mean, you could probably no. set up a weird. I think it would take a lot of production and and set up with multiple cameras, and you'd need OBS and things like that to to get that working. Um, there has been um on Steam, there's a virtual tabletop game. Hmm. Uh, it's about twenty quid. And people have modded it. Now, the virtual tabletop is really just so you can play things like chess online. And yeah. Solitaire yeah. and stuff like that. But people have modded it. And there's a, you can get Warhammer, you can get Middle Earth, and all the, and all the little models. They've 3D modeled them and everything into Holy it. Shit. So you can, uh, you can play it virtually. But it's quite a huge learning curve. So yeah. it's, it's odd that the pandemic, the time of isolation has kind of gotten people into these very social games but it gave mm-hmm. gave you the time to not just collect them but build them and paint them and, and things like that because well that's the bit that takes the most amount of time i suppose it's like once you get out of the pandemic here you now when, when everyone can get back together it's like, everyone has an now army now i've got can, an army <laughs> yeah which you just wouldn't wouldn't have like my back catalog in terms of gray miniatures is huge yeah right i i think it's interesting that with um the middle earth strategy game it's kind of more so about like collecting scenarios versus like someone who plays Warhammer might have a particular army and they only play that army. Yeah. It's not really like that with the Middle Earth strategy game, is it? Like people no. just try to collect as much as they can of that. Yeah, I, I suppose it's because it started off when and it's actually the game is written by the same guy who who wrote and and created Warhammer and Warhammer 40K. He's no longer with Games Workshop, but the game was written by the same guy. Um, but when it started, it was in line with the with the films, right? So it was the the Fellowship of the Ring film came out. It's not a battle movie. It's a it's a skirmish style film, right? It's <laughs> like running away from the ring raids or just fighting uh, in Balan's tomb and things like that. So the game was centered around these adventure scenarios. So it wasn't large scale battle. I suppose you could do the last alliance at the beginning, but that's really it. So the amount of miniatures you got was very small as well, and most of them I think were metal back then. So it was mostly these small skirmish style games, mm-hmm. and then once the other films came out, the rules adapted and became much larger battle style, and uh, that's where it is today. Is that it's it you can do large scale battles with it, but you never had like you said with Warhammer. I mean, if you just take something like the the Space Marines, mm-hmm. how many chapters is there of the Space Marines, right? There's tons. You can even make some up. And it's like the way you paint them dictates how you play them. Yeah. Which has always been kind of uh, 
that kind of put a plot like i i it's always stopped me from actually painting miniatures in, in warhammer because it's like well what if i don't enjoy that play true so like playing with them i'd have to repaint them and play with someone else then yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and you can't yeah. really. Paint it also on takes that away. That takes away a little bit of just the creative freedom of. This is how I want my guys to look. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like I don't want to have to attach any kind of status to them, really, except just I like how they look. Yeah, and you don't really have that in in Middle Earth. A little bit, like you'd have to. Certain armies can only go together, I guess, or certain units go with certain armies. But there's a lot of crossover. Like orcs, for example, is with every evil. Faction. So I can't put hobbits with Haradrim. Come on. No. Well. I mean... Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I do what I fucking want? <laughs> not, uh, I think it says in the rule book um, uh, <laughs> something about common sense. I think is what it says. Oh. 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 Yeah. 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 That's. Oh. Yes. Is that actually. Is that actually the rule? It does say that. Yeah. It does say that. Um, you know, common, <laughs> common sense does come into play a little bit when it comes yeah, to it's yeah. like of course you can do whatever you want right like you could yeah. do that if you wanted to you're breaking the immersion as long of as the, experience, the opponent though, right? is is happy to with allow it. you to do yeah. that you could say well these are weird hobbits that travel down south these and, are rogue hobbits they're thieves sudden. they're yeah yeah you could rap scallions yeah scallions yeah yeah but i think the, the way the it's kind of there's um there's a bit of a and that's with everything to do with tolkien right there's there is a precious element to it that you don't want to taint mm-hmm. right i mean mm-hmm. that's the whole everyone's worried about the amazon show coming out right it's that everyone's yeah, worried that it's like if that was any other property no one would give a shit no but, but no one probably be that interested watching it either yeah yeah but it, because it's yeah. you're, you're messing with tolkien's work it's like i mean that's that's the bible for a lot of people a lot of people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally eric you've collected quite a few models yourself yes what have you got? All right. Um, well, no, I don't need a whole yeah. list, but like, you know, yeah, just, well, you can't really see them because they're they're all they're all over there. Um, Again, audio yeah. listeners, um, I don't know. What but they're it. all to the uh, <laughs> things to the get pointed point. at. Um, the, they're all in the background. You can't the see them. They're on shelves. Listening to us and uh, yeah, like and uh, yeah. Down below. Well, they're all on, on shelves and stuff and like subscribe, that. Subscribe, man. Subscribe. There's there's some 40k stuff there. There's some space prints and Necrons. I got some actually in a case as well in the background you can't see the case has like my Rohirrim and army the dead are in the case mm-hmm. um and then i got some elder scrolls stuff as well over there which we played yeah. a bit of we, we did played play a bit of we did we did an episode on on skyrim check like, that one out and that big, one you have to watch on youtube which we you never talk about <laughs> we never, never talk no. about actually you know what we actually got a couple of episodes of not mentioning skyrim i think batman took its place for a little bit batman, yeah. yeah yeah it was pointed out to us actually that we were like talking Lego, yeah. And within like a couple of minutes, we mentioned Batman again. <laughs> Set it up with Batman instead. <laughs> so okay, okay. So I played uh, as Batman in Skyrim once. You did. You did. See, as a picture. You, yeah. you, you, you can't. You can't have both. You know. You can have both, and that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's amazing. I know. Yeah. Was he? He was a member of the Dark Brotherhood, but he didn't agree with killing, and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait yeah didn't you play as batman in skyrim with holding andriel yes like wow. you just got your tree made <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's so metal <laughs> <laughs> and and the sound and the soundtrack was ghost uh <laughs> unbelievable uh cool cool 
I, I don't have any models, but I actually did have a few back in the day, but I think yous have all of them. Probably, yeah. Um, they probably got prob- probably. Uh, filtered Which ones did you which ones do you have? I had the Balrog. Did you? I, yeah, yeah. Oh. Did you? I, I did are you sure you I didn't have so. Blood Turster? I had the blood, blood turster. turster. Which you had the blood turster. You have the blood turster. You're I do, right. I do have them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, and yeah. You can a... have them back if you want. That's a very rare model. That one. Nah, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it for me. There's um, there's a whole. Yeah, I, I, I was more so though. I was more interested at the time of like, what looked cool. I suppose. Yeah. I was very young, and I was just like, that looks so cool. I want that. And like, I remember loving the, the looking through the magazines. Um. Particularly the Warhammer 40k stuff. Um, obviously, I had a huge interest in the Middle Earth stuff as well, purely because of the movies and everything. And um, you were getting the weekly magazines at the time as well, Adam, where there, there was like, you get... Yeah, that's figures. all of them at the at the back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were so fucking cool as well. Um, but I just loved like, looking through the magazines and like looking at like the Tau and stuff and being like, they look so cool! And then like making up what a movie of that might look like one day. Do you know what I mean? Like, lads, how is there not a warmer 40k movie? I know, Seriously, right? Seriously, like, come on. Make it. It has to happen. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... We're, and why we're... isn't there a Middle Earth... Oh, wait, there it is. <laughs> 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 there is. the best movies ever. But I suppose it's interesting that Tolkien stuff, um, in a big way, is a huge influence. And I, this is the books, really. Um, is a huge influence on the likes of Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, those kinds of games, those kinds of stories, those skirmishes, those fairy tale adventures probably wouldn't exist. Certainly not in the way that they do, if not for the Lord of the Rings. Do you know, yeah. even like the idea of a fellowship on a quest, and that there are basically classes within that fellowship. You know, whether it's like the rogue and and different races coming together, a band of unlikely allies. Like it's just it's Tolkien. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that's where it came from. And and he did and he didn't need uh, a separate book to explain the origins of each character to bring them all together. You know, he just put them oh, all together. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I hear you. He wrote up more like uh, the Bible, I guess. <laughs> you know, oh, they're geez. all in there. <laughs> Could you imagine if they did that in the Bible? Oh, hold on, we did a whole separate book for Saint Michael. Well, actually, technically, <laughs> technically, they yeah, did, they know. are no, 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 they are all separate. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, but they didn't have says the book of right, but yeah. they didn't have the book of Adam to introduce Adam into Genesis. Oh yeah, before he meets Eve, like come yeah, on, yeah, like, yeah. Where's his backstory? Yeah, you know? yeah. Fuck, I, I don't know this character. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> I, get him. I'm not invested. Well. You know, I'm not invested. He eats a bit of fruit. I don't care. I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know him from Adam. Oh wait, that's his name. Uh, cool. Yeah. Moving on to Dungeons Eric, and on. Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Eric, you've been yes. collecting a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff lately. I have. I actually have the books beside me here. Um, oh, well, I got, I got three of them. There is 10,000 strong at least. Less than There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> oh, two already. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I'm on 17. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> someone, someone says yes in there somewhere. Oh no no yeah. yeah Gimli says, says yeah. Gimli yes. goes yes. <laughs> uh, that this... still only counts as one. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to tell us about the books that you have? Yes. All right. We'll start with number one. Right. 
I, again, for audio listeners, this is going to make no sense to them because I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, like, say well, no, what it's I'm obviously, called. I'm going to. I'm going to. Oh, right? you're going to? Yeah, yeah. This is the player's handbook, right? Right. So if you're going to be big in the D&D, essentially, pretty much everyone needs one of these because right. it explains essentially how to play and it shows off all the different classes and races that you can choose. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Hmm. Um, everybody explains how to play. Right, and it shows you the different variation. Now, it does tell you in it, like, it's not as restrictive. There's still rules, much like with um, Middler Battle Strategy game. There's still a level of common sense to it. Hobbits can't really work with Paradrum unless the other player agrees. Mm-hmm. So there is still all right. the rules in there. And if yeah. you're wanting to spice it up, you just pretty much to talk to the DM. DM either goes yes or no, whether that works in the DM's rules. Mm-hmm. Usually they're quite forthcoming. Or at least should be, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, the, so the player's handbook explains how to create the character. Then I have this book, the monster manual, which is exactly what it says on the tin. It's I a manual the cover. It's yeah. It's, it's basically the Marlboro from Final Fantasy, right? Yeah, kind of. Or I should probably say the Marlboro is that. Yeah, probably. and I think it's the probably cac- more like the Cacodemon from Doom is is. It's kind of that, yeah, yeah, because it's a floating head. It's a floating <laughs> head with, with a big eyeball. With loads yeah, of eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's just loads of types of monsters and all their stats and everything like that. Let me see if I can open it up and show you. Is the mind yeah. flare in there? Uh, I don't think so, actually. But like, really? there's one for like the orcs. It has all their different stats and everything like that. And there's the images. Okay. See? No, that's cool. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Tolkien. Uh, I don't <laughs> think so, actually. I don't think the mind flare is in there. Is Vecna? <laughs> no. But liches are in here. There's like uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe it's, it's a maybe yeah, that's there's, monster somewhere. There's, maybe some of them are like a li- there's a lich and all the yeah. stats and everything like that, and all of its abilities down there. Maybe it's like that's a ton of reading. You have to have particular um what's the word quests or skirmishes for those characters. They're probably yes. like tied yeah, yes. to very that's, particular quests. That's why there's loads of books you see is because different books would come with lots of different things. Yeah. Some of them have quests to add in extra sub races or items or whatever. Like this is another one I got yesterday, which is Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Everything, is... everywhere, all at once. That's that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it uh, introduces <laughs> new subclasses for each of the classes. And then it also introduces... <laughs> and then there's subclasses to the subclasses of the classes. What I've learned from D&D is... Yeah. And then it introduces another class as well. No, oh, yeah, new class. Uh, uh, Not a subclass. No, 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 no. Well, it has it's subclasses. Class, class. There's subclasses to this class. Class, <laughs> oh, class, class. And <laughs> it's the Artifacer class. Who and they're like very technologically advanced. So they use like guns and robots and stuff. Cool, yeah. cool, yeah, cool. So yeah, you were about to say, Adam. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a ruse to try get kids to um to to read and learn maths. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of maths involved. Yeah, and yeah. also, no, no, it's involved. the it's the it's the rule of three, right? It's read, maths, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it's the satanic ah, yes. panic. Yeah, well, the satanic panic is on the rise. Like, the fact that this shit is in our, <laughs> is, is in Wait, our town again. No one's worried about Satan. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I just mean, like, back People are getting the, back into, into yeah, the Yeah, like, the fact that this shit's now in our town. Like, Ireland is the last place to right, yeah, ever yeah. get anything. And, like, we're in a town. We're not even in the main city. So the fact oh, that it's right. in our town, it's 
massive. You mean, like, you mean, you not mean even on the rise. Dragons now, right? Not Satanism. <laughs> yes. What's the difference? <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that Rock shit is massively on the rise. Well, not well, not on the rise. It has risen. It's on the rise in Ireland. But it, it has, has risen. risen. <laughs> it has risen in the West. It sounds like a threat. I don't know. <laughs> cool. But also, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, you know. It's kind of uh, there's a trend with it too, isn't there? It's like it's it's okay to like it now. Yes, <laughs> almost. You know, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. like you see the likes of what's his name, Deathstroke. You know, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Mag- Manganiello. Manganiello. Yeah, yeah. So he has his like L.A. crew and his own like yeah. dungeon yeah, think, room that he plays in, and Vince like, Vaughn is part of that. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of the WWE wrestlers is as well. I mean, you're not right. gonna fucking jeer them, are you? No oh, fucking God, no. way. And like Vin Diesel has always played. Yeah. He, is it true he, that he has his Dungeon and Dragons character name tattooed on his body? I don't know. And well, I've never observed his body. So I can't mm, confirm. Not that closely. But it's I probably know, covered up in movies though. Yeah, well probably. But I know that um he how he convinced Judy Dench to be in the Chronicles of Riddick was right. that he invited her to his house and they played D and D. I was would just like, love to have been there for that i'd love yes. to have just been a fly on the wall dame judy dench playing dungeons and dragons like yeah. it doesn't get more badass than that like she said that she hasn't dames. yeah she just <laughs> dungeons and dames uh, she had the clue what no was going no on. i don't like that actually <laughs> that's it's, that it's, sounds uh, wrong. don carnioli was fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she James said that she hadn't a clue. She, she hadn't a clue what was going on, but she just couldn't say no to this adorable chap. So well, I, she just I I with her. I'm totally I'm all I'm there with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all those things. Like I, I've watched the Chronicles of Riddick and uh, and I remember also going, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm <laughs> I'm with it. I'm here. I'm just like sure. Whatever. That guy has many faces, cool. <laughs> I don't get it. Furion. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen the Chronicles of Riddick? They had That's something what going there, though, didn't they? Like it was it. There was there was something kind of cool there with was Pitch there? Black. Pitch Black was great. Yeah, and uh, even with the video games, the Escape from Butcher's Bay stuff, and like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Assault on Dark Athena, I think was the other one. Like there's yeah, some really yeah. cool stuff there, lore there, and mm-hmm. then they kind of just went space magic. Yeah, yeah, they went off the walls. They really did. Uh, just a little too much. Yeah, but if they like, kind of, I can make a Batman connection with Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, okay then, <laughs> go for go, it. Uh, go for it. I mean, the the guy in in. Uh, do you remember the movie? Oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a little bit. You know the guy. I mean, I mean, yeah. You know the guy who's. Is there a strategy game of the Chronicles of Riddick? That's what I want to know. Go, go ahead. Not yes. Not yet. I Probably. mean, there's a Hellboy. There's a Hellboy board game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, the kind of small, kind of blonde guy who was like initially he's uh, tracking down Riddick, right? Mm-hmm. And he reveals to himself. He ends up killing himself by walking out into the kind of it's a it's like a firestorm. Yeah. On, yeah. On one planet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. reveals to Riddick that he was once a fury, a furian himself. Yeah. Right. Well, that's Thomas Wayne. Batman Begins. Holy diver. Soul survivor. Told you I That's amazing. <laughs> there you go. There you go, lads. There you go. And you know, there's another character in there who was in Skyrim. 
<laughs> I joke. I jest. Um, so Eric, have yes. you played D and D using the official rules? Oh yeah, because I am a sucker for making up my own rules. Uh, I do it all the time. Um, recently, I have I've DM'd once using well, I say for one campaign. It was like five sessions, five or six sessions using actual D and D rules. And it was quite fun. I could do better. Though actually the rules the rules are fine. The rules are good. <laughs> <laughs> These guys seem to know what they're doing. Uh I think this was a couple of years at this. Uh they might they might have <laughs> they might they might this know. is fifth edition, am I correct? Yes, this is fifth edition. They've done this five times. Wow. Five times they've slightly tweaked the rules, added in things and everything like that. Because but yeah, they no. say fifth edition um Middle Earth game. There's a book called Adventures in Middle Earth, I believe. For Wait, D&D. Oh, all oh, right. So it's like a yeah. D&D inspired yeah. Lord of the Rings adventure or Yeah. Or sorry, a Lord of the Rings inspired D&D adventure, I should say. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So cool. it's uh, adventuring in middle earth with D&D rules, I believe. Oh. Ah. I think they've done a couple of like that's kind of like the um the that Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons starter set. Yeah. Is a D&D campaign that would be fun. based around Stranger Things. So I think there is like they've done that a couple of times where it's like, let's you know, it's like Simpsons Cluedo. You know what I mean? It's like it's still <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cluedo, <laughs> but if you're a Simpsons fan, you might get a real kick out of what we're using as the weapons and the characters here. You know? Or or Lord of the Rings Monopoly. Yeah, or Lord of the Monopoly. You want to buy Lothlorien? Awesome. <laughs> they pay rent, orc. <laughs> I don't. I don't really get the. So we actually got. You the shall not pass. Things. Go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the Stranger Things Monopoly. The jail is the upside down. Go to the upside down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, I missed my fucking parking tickets. I gotta. <laughs> I'm wow, going straight really into the fucking Shadow game, Realm. Huh? Yeah, Monopoly? I really have. I, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter which version you have. It's the same game. It's the same game. Yeah. Some people collect them though, just well, to have the. We all have a Metallica edition. Oh, Monopoly. <laughs> there is. Uh, I swear to God. Anyway. I think uh, I think a heavy metal band version of D and D could be fun. Like yeah, something along the yeah, ways of like, yeah, yeah. Brutal like, legend, like brutal brutal legend. Brutal. But yeah, like yeah. you could come across Dio, for example. <laughs> Dio, can you hear me? <laughs> he comes and gives you wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 and you must, uh, you must, you must find go to the, the city. Iron Maiden. You must go to the city of fallen angels, where the ocean meets the sand. sand. <laughs> <laughs> there, you will form a strong alliance. Um, <laughs> any tenacious D fans? Um, yeah, I wonder, like tenacious D, uh, have D and D all over them, really? Actually, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, surely, yeah, surely. I know that there is, there is, I think. There is on YouTube Jack Black playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well, he has his own game and YouTube channel, doesn't he? He does. He yeah. does. Yeah, J- he does. Jake Jablinski, Jablonski. Yeah, J- gaming. Yeah, J- something like something like that. I don't. I don't really. I don't fucking know. Fred. Uh, what's Fred it called? Stone. <laughs> Eric, you've actually done a a D and D inspired game as well, haven't you? What? Well, I'm playing it, so... Oh, right. Well, so, I, I mean, I'm aware of it. <laughs> Sorry, yes, so... But it is to, D&D inspired that. in terms of... Right, terms yes, of so... Works. Again, that's... Yeah, so... I've played D&D, DM'd D&D 
like for a couple of people, it was introduced to him. It was good fun. I've played D and D a few times where other people have been DMing, but like I said earlier, I was a, I am a sucker for making up my own rules because something that's kind of stuck with me that what Adam has said way in the past one of these podcast episodes was that when you're building a world, the gameplay has to suit the purpose of the world and the story. Right. So that way then, that's kind of why I always sort of change rules. But the one that Chris is playing and two of our friends, it is D&D inspired in that it's a tabletop game. But I mean, there's loads of tabletop games. There's Pathfinder, there's the One Ring, there's but yes, you 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 role play your adventure to a world, but it is Final Fantasy, uh, a video game series that we're very popular with, or not popular with, but that we like, uh, and is a popular video game series. That I've converted that into a tabletop game with its own classes, and I let the players, Chris and and, and them, choose their own races, and they did chose races from Final Fantasy fourteen to play as, and uh, it's it's been a great way to keep in shape. It's been really good fun. Yeah, it has been good fun. Yeah, uh, we need to get back into that now that I'm free. <laughs> it's based largely on the battle system for Final Fantasy X, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, I found that when when coming isn't up with it, just Final... like kind of going backwards. Yeah. Well, I can't make video games out of. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, I know. But it's like. Wait, it's... What, what, what do you want from me? I'm one guy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that it's it's like isn't. Oh uh, yeah, it is going backwards. Like Final it's... Fantasy is just a digital version of D and D. Yeah. 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 Uh, basically, yeah, it all goes full circle. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of it, it all goes back. There, to there is kind of a there's a turn based thing kind of in in D and D, isn't it? One hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we did our one set shadow, like it was your turn and my turn and your turn and my turn. Yeah, and I want to hear about that because I didn't know that that happened. Eric kind of mentioned it to me yesterday. I was like, I don't play D and D. Yeah, I Adam, what was your of... experience of D and D like? And then I'll share my experience of. Well, how did you just get into it? How did, how did he uh, get into it? Me? The two of you. I don't uh, know. Uh, like, I mean, probably like, the same way nearly everyone does. Someone kind of goes, hey, want to play d d It's like, sure. I mean, I've never played Yeah, that. but it was Why well not? before the pandemic. It was. It and was. It, was, it was actually well before even. Mine was, before was, it was later. cool. <laughs> like, when, when I was playing it, um, it wasn't like. I think it was before I'd seen Stranger Things, even. Yeah, mm. well, you were in college and that, no? Yeah, yeah, it was. But well, the first time I ever played, we hadn't. We were in secondary school, right? Uh, probably in my last year of secondary school, and then, and then when we got to college, we used it as a way of like like a meetup thing mm-hmm. that we would continue to to play this campaign. Um, and it went on for like three years, and it wasn't like we didn't meet once a week or anything because that's crazy. Like I don't know how people can keep that up, but at least once a month pretty consistently we would meet up and they would be long sessions yeah um and we'd get a lot of stuff done so i i ended up playing it because a friend of mine he was really big into it as well as being really big into just fantasy in general and like dark fantasy he loves the from software games for example they were a huge influence on his campaign the way that he dm'd it and his world so it was it's closest I've gotten to playing a Dark Souls game. <laughs> it's like his version of Dungeons and Dragons. But <laughs> I suppose the one thing I can appreciate actually is he he did not do it like, okay, guys, here's the rule book. Let's all learn the rules and let's play. Right? Mm-hmm. Which for a lot of people that would be their first thing to do. What he actually did was, guys, you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, right? 
we all met up and he gave us very, very simplified version of the rules so that we could play faster and see, does anyone even like this role-playing element, right? And those who kind of didn't like it or weren't into it didn't really come back. Those who liked it came back. Yeah, until eventually soft drugs first before you give them the hardcore drugs. Yeah, he he played... He played Gateway Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then, and then slowly and surely would introduce a new rule, and it was almost like playing a video game. Then, where it's like, okay, you've reached a certain point in your progression. Now a new thing kicks in, or a new kind of enemy, or a new kind of, you know. And that's the way we kind of played it, but it was more was lore and character heavy. And he, he was very, very good at. Like he actually had written, he had this notebook, and every so often he would check it, but he wouldn't tell us what was in it. And he had written like a full book nearly of lore of this world. And sometimes like we might go, oh, yeah, I wonder if this is this or whatever. Like we'd have theories about what he's showing us or telling us. And he'd be like, how did you guys guess that? You know, or, like, you know, sometimes <laughs> it'd be really, it'd be stuff that's going to come way later or whatever. Um, but no, it was like, it was, it was just, it was mad. And it was some of the most fun I've ever had actually it was we'd get up to all sorts of shenanigans and sometimes we would joke, but then roll. And if the roll, <laughs> if the dice was either like a 20 or a one, he would take it. And and we'd be like, no, no, I was joking. He was like, no, fuck that, man. You rolled. And so if it was like a one and we were joking about it, it's like, say it's like, oh, we meet the king or something like that of some kingdom. And like, we're all trying to, I don't know, rationalize why we're there because we look quite suspicious. Like one of my mates would literally go, I punch him in the dick and roll the dice, right? And if it was like a one, and then, like, the DM would literally go, okay, so you try to punch the king in the dick right in front of everybody, but you trip and fall over. But they saw that you did it. So now everyone arrests you. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So we would all get punished for, like, the actions of someone. Or sometimes it might be that if it was a 20, for example, then the alternative would be you punch the king so hard in the dick, nobody wants to fuck with you. <laughs> and you have everyone's respect. <laughs> you know, so he would, like, interpret what we're doing and then and then fold the story out but yeah it was it was fun we had lots of wild adventures everything from saving kingdoms to burning orphanages um but what's mad is that eric just held up four two, three books there right and he didn't yeah. he didn't show us the lore masters book or sorry dungeon, i don't have it I don't, I don't i don't have it I, I was trying to get it i don't have it yet right but that's what four of how many books can you get Ten thousand strong at least. Yeah. I already said this out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of it books. just blows my mind that like he he obviously really knows the rules. Not really. Oh, really? Because it sounds yeah, like he's yeah. just kind of the way he's adding them in for you. Yeah. So what he's... he was doing was like as he was learning a new rule, he'd basically go, "Oh, we've been playing wrong all along. Okay, I'm gonna slowly work that in. Oh, okay. Because we haven't been doing that. <laughs> and then he'd learn something else and slowly work that in. But it was more about the the fun. Like it wasn't about. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like at, at the end of the day, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, it's like, oh, you've been playing wrong. Like you're disqualified. Like from what? Like, <laughs> like who gives a shit? There's five of us, and we're all in a basement together, and we're playing together. We're not. No one's. There's no winners. You know. <laughs> so it's kind of in that sense, you can get as bogged down with the rules I feel as you want to with that game. Um, the real thing is if you're not willing to immerse yourself into it. That's really what will kill the game, you know? Like, there was one person playing with us before who, um, like, they were kind of rolling their eyes at everything, and they were like, oh, this is stupid. And they were like, oh, I suppose I'll just 
oh, I don't know. And they just roll the dice, but they're not making any decisions. And everyone, everyone else is kind of excited about it. We're playing music from movies that we like as we're doing it. And someone's acting like that. It's like, oh, you're kind of killing the, you're killing the vibe here, you know? Yeah. So hence that person doesn't get invited back, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, we had wild adventures. My, my character's name was Seraph. He ended up with, um, he ended up with one hand, but like a drill for a hand. He ended up with an eye patch. None of these things were things that I had chosen, but they had been inflicted upon me in my many journeys. And, um, I'd, he had been uh, exiled. Him and all of humanity had been exiled the from the kingdoms. Store. From the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was good times, good adventures. Um, but Adam, you, you've tried out Dungeons and Dragons recently? Yeah, um, I just got Eric to kind of run me through very quick game. It was quick. I mean, it, it took Very long. Quick. It took longer to create the character than it did to play. The yeah, game. I did. Right. You see, there is that. Yeah, I think that's character... why campaigns are so long because character creation takes a while. You can't play a quick game of D and D, can you? No, probably not. Um, not unless that's you also with, uh, like, like kind the... of a pre-made character or something. Yeah, that's yeah. also like the first time we played. He gave us um character sheets that I think he had made with very limited stats on it to mm. just like. Let's just let's get playing. I think that aspect of what I enjoyed the most actually was making the character. Oh yeah, because it meant that because Eric would, would uh, I rolled badly. He did yeah. roll badly. He rolled yeah. very badly. I, I, know, had, like, I, 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 I always rolled badly. He had he had yeah. he had no intelligence. Um, no, that's the only thing I had, wasn't it? Oh no, oh, it was what? No. that was it. I had zero intelligence, but I was very wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like makes sense of that. You yeah, see now, that, zero... that's, see, that's the thing. We didn't do it that way. We did it, and again, like everyone's gonna be like, "Chris, did you even play Dungeons and Dragons?" We did. We were given a certain amount of points. Now distribute them amongst mm. your stats, yeah. because like like that, that doesn't make sense that you would have zero intelligence but lots of wisdom. Well, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It does. Right. So the it, idea. It I relate to that so much. <laughs> Intelli- <laughs> in- intelligence is. Is book smarts. Yeah. Right. Wisdom is street smarts. Ah, uh, well, actually, I know loads of people like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then charisma sure. is your personality, constitution is your health, dexterity is how dexterous mm. you are, you know, how finesse and athletic. And then, yeah, but it's more, so, yeah, so as opposed to the wording making sense, it's more like um, with the way it's used in game, it makes sense. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, like, recalling information on on a particular creature you studied would require intelligence but okay, to do okay. to do an investigation as to be able to piece things together within the imagination is wisdom you're very wise in that regard it's all about looking inward piecing everything together okay, okay. so his character was a ranger yeah so therefore tracking and everything at that and putting the pieces together would be a wise thing he's just he doesn't have any book smarts he never went to school or strength no, no, no! You were strong. You All just right. weren't dexter. You weren't dexterous. Right, anyway, it was uh, it just that helped inform how I was going to go about it. You see, right? The fact that well, I was creating the character and those kind of stats then stuck with me. I guess when I was trying to make a decision. Whereas if I was just given one, I think it's not. It. I. I wouldn't. Um. I would feel like yeah. I wouldn't really know the character. I'd have to kind of figure them out first. Yeah, right, I, right. I, I had that before where the stats were given to me and all the equipment was given to me as well. And I was like, oh, this is kind of not really the character I want to play as. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it's like you chose the class and race and name I wanted, but everything else is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I found my introduction to D&D was slightly more negative. Right. But I suppose I was going into the game with the wrong idea. Well, you had heard a lot of my stories. I did. Yeah, I heard a lot of your and, stories because you were into it more than I. Yeah, like, you you started you long it. before I did. <laughs> which is not how you play it at all, but it no. was fucking super fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I like I went into it. I was like, oh, everyone else is like, oh, Elder Scrolls is just like D&D. And I was like, oh, OK. So if when I'm making my character, I can make them the way I want them to be. So when I was playing it and it was like, oh, choose your race, choose your class. And I was like, OK, well, that makes sense to race. You choose your race and your class mm-hmm. obviously comes with particular abilities that other classes don't have. I was like, that makes sense. That's fine. No problem. I get that. And then I was like, okay, well, I was trying to make like a Hellboy Kratos character. And I was like, all right, I want to give him like a great sword. And they're like, oh no, don't give him a great sword. I was like, Why not? Because like, they're not proficient with it. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. And it was just a lot of not really explaining anything to me. It was just a lot of, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. Right. So my my first ex- my first few experiences of D and D was me going. This game is way more restrictive than what I thought it was. Yeah, as opposed to having the freedom of you can be whatever you want. You can yeah. Do whatever you so want. then that's what yeah. made me go right. I want to build game mechanics that would then be you can build your own character. So the classes would only define your abilities and your mm. spells. Yeah. But in terms of equipment, you can use whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so that's what, and then it's as time went on, I realized while playing D D more, and then while studying D D, and then when I started to actually when I DM'd with the actual rules, finally, um, I then realized no, it's closer to Final Fantasy or XCOM. Yeah. And again, the Final Fantasy that I'm doing with with you, Chris, where each one of you is proficient at a particular task or pro- more proficient against particular enemies mm-hmm. and that's the way D really is is that you're making the fellowship yeah. so like legolas is good with the bow so he hangs back while gandalf is good with the magic so he slightly hangs back and he provides the spells boromir and aragorn gimli get right in there because they're the tank-like characters mm-hmm. you know and that's the way D is is that you don't build your own character because you're not in the venture on your own or usually you're not. Yeah, yeah, is that you are part of a team and you all have to fulfill particular roles within that. And that's that... why, in in that sense, it doesn't really work to play it on your own. Well, I was going to ask that: How can you play it on your own? Because it sounds you can, but it's just challenging. Yeah, yeah, and as well, I mean, the whole fun of it is the camaraderie of the party. And I would think as well, if you don't get on with your party outside of Dungeons and Dragons. Don't play Dungeons and Dragons with them. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like it's not a good idea. Like you'd want to have a sense of fellowship, right? Mm. And have be able to have fun, and and like there's an element of just having a bit of crack with it. But as well, then there's that other extra attachment of if something in the story serious happens to one of the characters, it's not just that oh that character might die. Ah, so what? It also means that maybe that friend won't be playing in your party anymore. Now it's like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, we gotta do everything we can to save him, or he yeah. won't play with us anymore because his character's gonna die. Yeah. You know, which um, can happen. Can happen. 
The reason I asked Eric to kind of give me a little introduction game into it, though, is because I I backed on Kickstarter the One Ring RPG. Yeah, right. And I found it... People are really praising it. It's it's, it's supposed to be a a really, really great game. I haven't gotten Mm -hmm. into it enough to to really judge that. But I'm, I'm finding it challenging to understand how it runs, right? So I just kind of wanted to... I don't think it's very approachable for someone who's never played a role-playing game before. Right. And so that's why I wanted Eric just to give me a quick session just to get a sense of, like, what's the language? What's the, you know, the turn sequences? The How does it actually play? Mm-hmm. Um, because it is very vague. Yeah. There isn't really rules. There's guidelines. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. I just couldn't understand. And I was saying that to Eric, I was like... Because I was telling him all the kind of the, the rules to it. And he's like, it sounds like you know, know this game. And I was like, I really don't. I, I don't get the... In a, the DM is called the lore master in that game. And I was like, I just don't get right. the lore master side of it. And yeah. he's like, well, you just make it up. I was like, well, if you make it up, then what's the point in the big book? <laughs> you right. Know? right. Like, right. what's the point in yeah. that? Yeah, I was yeah. like, I just don't get it. And he's like, you know, that's the bit I don't get. I don't get that you don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's interesting. And I suppose that, and that's the same thing for like a DM. I Yeah. DM is easier to say that dungeon master. That suddenly makes it, I don't know. Lame. I think generally it's called a GM, <laughs> isn't it? Because it's like that's a game that's master a, nowadays. G- that's G- a... GM is the universal term across all the all, all games. The games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's so... just that like because I'm used to the Middle Earth strategy game, right, and Warhammer, right. Yeah, of course. Those are very specific rules, and mm-hmm. those are more like chess. Well, actually, it's it's yeah, it's well, it's the it's the strategy games like Total War, right? It's the Total War, it's the Age of Empires, it's mm-hmm. Dawn of War. And uh, it, it's uh, very much you're just going to kill the enemy. That's your goal. <laughs> or take objectives. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Whereas I suppose in role-playing, it's not that. And I just need no, to kind of get into it, that space. It, it's not it really is... about combat, really. Not to... <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. It is Skyrim. <laughs> right? You're like You make your character. Within that yep. class, there are confines as to what you can do. Like, some classes are more proficient in other things, right? Mm-hmm. However... I suppose the GM is the video game. Is the video game, right? Yeah. This just sounds and, like a lot of And it's pressure. offering you Yeah, no, it is. To be the GM is a lot of pressure. And and it's it's offering you, the player, options. Mm-hmm. And it can't stop you from doing certain things, but it can frame the story in such a way and put up the invisible walls of like so for example, like there's an element of facilitation to it, I think, where it's yeah. like, okay. I am intending for these guys to have a great experience without a twist being ruined on them. I am intending for them to end up in this creepy cathedral at the end of this session. However, I cannot tell them that that's where they have to go. They have to have the element of choice, right? So much like when someone's scripting a video game, it's like, how am I going to get them there? But for them to feel like it was their choice all along or Mm -hmm. something like that. And if you find you're running out of time or something, then like the quickest thing to do is like, I don't know, like say they're all in a tavern and they've decided to drink. It's like, okay, you all pass out. Now you wake up in a creepy cathedral, yeah. you know, <laughs> and suddenly now they're like, wait, what? How did we get there? It's like, okay, cool. I can work with that mystery now. Right. Like, yeah. How did you get there? Right. So some like, if you're trying to get someone somewhere, you're thinking things of like that, but then alternatively, it could be like someone offers them coin to do a job. Right. Mm. 
but someone else offers them a way better reward to go check out this creepy cathedral. Now, as a party, they're going to pick the better reward. So now you've you've given them the choice, but ultimately you've kind of said there's no choice really because mm, yeah. <laughs> like, like white, you can go kill a couple of wolves for a bit of coin, or you could go check out this creepy cathedral, you know. And ultimately, you've still gotten them there. But there is that element of you have to think ahead. You have to plan it and plan on your feet. It's like, okay, they didn't do what I wanted them to do, but how can I ultimately twist this and bring them to where I want to bring them for the campaign? sad for the, the GM then. Why? Because they never get to play then. Now, maybe that's a position they would True. love, but like I, I would kind of no, like the, every, every, a... every GM would love to, at some point, be able to hang up their, their, yeah. their robe. <laughs> Hooded robe and be able to play, but but yeah, right. it's just it's a it's kind of a pity that there isn't like um almost like an an AI element that's out of the control of the players. Right, and I think there are games out there that are like that. Well, where... uh, the the Elder Scrolls game that Eric has, right? That's a game that you can you can play on your own because there's mm-hmm. an AI element to it. It's like yeah. you roll these dice and it's unpredictable, and then the enemy will work in a certain way. Um, I think I don't. Maybe there's uh, modifications and and stuff to the, to the game. The only disadvantage to that is that, like, so like one of the advantages, I suppose, of having a person be a, a GM as opposed to an AI or something. Yeah, is that they can improvise in a limitless way outside of the confines of what's going on to ensure everyone's having a good experience yeah you know say there's a difficult boss the boss is fucking hammering them he's already got move sets for that boss and he's using them that's where they play actually the gm does play as the enemies yes yeah yeah and attacks yeah. you and will often not go easy on you and use no. their best moves if they can however oh, yeah. if everyone's about to die and it's like oh this is not where this quest is supposed to end then what do i do here that doesn't feel cheap okay I was going to introduce this NPC character <laughs> who's like the great wizard who's going to actually tell him what's really going on. So, okay, all the heroes are dying. So as far as they know, maybe I intended this to be a fight. They're not going to win. And I have this hero character swoop in who saves them. And now it's like a thing of, okay, I don't necessarily have to have that the monster's dead, but you guys now need to up yourselves and come back to finish this fight. Hmm. You know what I mean? You can t- whereas the AI might just kill all the party and the game is over. <laughs> yeah, but that's more like a game then, isn't it? Yeah, but then but what is that's... it? So do you like are you going by let's do a save point where I can do that fight again? Or do you go by it's like, no, my party is dead. Done. Make new characters, start the quest all over <laughs> again. Yeah, well I suppose either of those two. So yeah. But, yeah, but you but, can play that but, way, that's and that's fine. You can, but most people would it, most of the time it is supposed to be that because you spend so much time creating a character you know you don't do the save point thing it is that you're supposed to get connected to these characters so if they die they they do die so, so either way die. you're not gonna lose i do you can yeah you can you can lose you can. Uh, a lot of the time though if a player is gonna die if their character is gonna die it's they have requested for off the gm can you kill my character off and but then the gm secretly. would but yeah, secretly, and then the, and then the GM, the and then, and well, then the, the GM is, will make it. Funny make you say it, that. Um, we had like, yeah, there was one campaign we were doing where like we were like 
exploring this temple or something and and then we got separated and there was this like weird thing glowing and i was like okay i decide to touch it and he was like are you sure you want to touch it i was like yeah okay i'll touch it he was like okay and he'd take out a piece of paper and write something down Mm -hmm. and hand it to me and goes no one else is to see what's on that and i was like what the fuck and everyone's like, what, what the fuck? What, what'd you see? It's like, nothing. I didn't see anything. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but that would be then a secret that then later on, I might be making decisions. Like they might be going, let's go this way. And I was like, no, let's not. Let's go that way. And, like, Why? The and I'm like, you just have to, yeah, yeah you just have to it. trust me. <laughs> but he would do that to the others as well yeah. in scenarios where it's like, so I only has, want like, a secret that character to objective. know. Yeah. 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 So that was another fun way of like, yeah. And sometimes like, you might be making the decision where everyone else is like, I really don't see where you're coming from. I was like, just <laughs> trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, so like that element can be fun. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But, I just uh, think uh, what I would love like from, from this game and I, I might get, cause I, I was just, when I was starting there, Eric, I was saying that um, <clears throat> because of someone that I, I've never played a game like that before, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a lot to, to, consider to be a, a, a gm if you've never mm-hmm. done it before perhaps yeah. you need i don't know inspiration in terms of what's the language how do you set the scenes and things like that that there should be preset adventures that you just follow right right to get used to doing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that perhaps there's only a couple of options anyway available but at least it just gets you into the flow of the game and um, mm-hmm. but i did get an email um and I got a PDF for uh, it's a full it's a full yoke full of adventures. <laughs> so I think it was just nice. the day after I mentioned that, Derek. So that book is being printed and it's going to be sent out then soon. Unreal! Oh. Wow, cool. Yeah. It's like the universe read your mind. It's like, oh, you need this, yeah. huh? Huh? Here you go. There you go. That's nuts. Do you remember they did the um they tried to do like a choose your own adventure thing on Netflix with what was that called again? Bandersnatch? Is that was called? Oh, I didn't Bandersnatch, see it. Yeah. But but it was it was pointless. It was like kind of well made, kind of well acted, but with no conclusion. Just here's various ways this scene can play out, but no conclusion. Oh. And I was like, that doesn't really speak to. And there was lots of people like blown away, but like, wow, that's amazing. And it's like, no man, that's not like you <laughs> check out like the amount of games that do that, but have a conclusion, and it seems like that's the only way it could have played out. And you go replay it, and you're like, "Oh wow, that was totally different." Yeah, but still had a conclusion, you know. And that yeah, be- I, I suppose a lot of people just they didn't, they haven't played or seen a lot of games that use real actors in that sort of situation. Because sure. like PlayStation Plus, well, I think one month had the game Erica, it was again it was yeah. real actors, and you make choices. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a fucking. There's another one. Is buy it. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Adam Brown is in one. Adam Brown? Yeah. Is that the guy from that's from The Hobbit, right? From The Hobbit, yeah. He's in yeah. one. Um but I think it's only on I don't know if it's only on mobile. I don't think it's on console. But okay. it's, I think it's a choose your own adventure but with uh with video. Right, right, right. Same yeah. as that Erica one. Yeah, must be then. Mm. Cuz that was weird. Didn't really go anywhere. I guess you have less control, don't you, when it's a video? A little bit. Probably, yeah. Probably it's, it's a glorified like play button. You know a, I mean? yeah. Like it's it's, that's it's, really, the, it's the equivalent of like a DVD menu, and you just press yeah, that, that's exactly what scene. it is. Yeah, yeah. 
that's that's exactly. It's not as clever as people think it to be. No, it's re- it's really not. It's not. It's just like y- y- you can either play that scene or play that scene to carry on. I think yeah. the only like impressive thing about it, I guess, is that it's hard enough to write one coherent story, but writing multiple paths. But then that's that's what D and D is like. And and remember the games that were the books that we had. Uh, I was just about to bring them. Yeah. The choose Wolf. your own adventure books. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. which is this again it's it's that but it's that's a narrative that you follow and you're going against an ai i guess because you're you're only playing yeah on, by yourself um, yeah good opportunity for that kind of stuff i think to be introduced i was always yeah. trying to figure out like there was always like there was a grid in the back with numbers on it and like something about like oh i never close your eyes and pick and then oh that's the weapon you get or something like that i was always like what that can't be it. Then you just top well. There is an element of looking at these things, anyway, isn't there? Like you roll there was there was two methods D20. of it. One was like yeah, they had they had a grid, right? Mm. And you could just close your eyes and put your finger on it, and then that's the the choice you get, whether it's a stat or a weapon or an, a piece of armor. Uh, that's only there because if you don't have a dice with you on hand, so they just made right. the grid in the back as a as a secondary option, which is yeah, a good idea. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my biggest gripes with um, Dungeons and Dragons and those kinds of games is the, and it depends on your character, right? It totally depends on your character. Context is important. The role to see if you hit. Sometimes I'm like, what? So I'm like this super badass warrior with like years of experience. There's a guy directly in front of me. I have my sword in both hands. And I'm rolling to see if I happen to hit that guy. Are you hmm. kidding me? Like, fair enough. Archer, the target's far away. The yeah. target's yeah. moving, maybe. It's like, okay, I might miss. I might miss. Yeah. But, but the guy says, is directly in front of me. Who says you're a legendary warrior? Is that I just... say. Oh, yeah. So that's just no, you, but, no, but let's say... ego. <laughs> yeah. But... No one else is like, oh, I yeah. have a backstory. I'm badass. <laughs> According to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're basically um, what's his face from Harry Potter? Yeah. Uh, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. Lockhart. Yeah, yeah. That's what you are. But in the face of it, uh, well, you don't quite live up to the legend. Yeah, maybe you it don't. Seem. But that's it is one of those ones where I'm like, can it not just be roll to see how much damage you do? Not roll to see do you even hit? Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you ever tried hitting someone? It's fucking hard. They might dodge. I never have, but I'm or... not a badass warrior. That's why I play Dungeons and Dragons, so I can be my better self. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean that that kind of makes sense, but also doesn't. Like, I don't really like that either, mm. because that's actually due to the oh, armor. Well, then I don't either. No, well, none of us like it, right? None of us like it. <laughs> that's that's to do with the armor class system. So every yeah, every yeah. character and every enemy and everything has an armor class that you have to roll over. Mm-hmm. equal to or over or whatever right yeah 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 and i suppose like if you're attacking a guy with a shield and sword and if you fail to hit it's that he he or she put up their shield and right. blocked yeah, your sword. Okay. yeah so that's kind of what it actually means it's not that you just fucking swung like the the opposite direction or something it's that right. they the enemy managed to to block or deflect it but I don't really like it more based on again when it comes to creating your character as adam was learning when looking at it was like when you choose the different armors why would you ever go for the lowest arm it doesn't seem to ever have any yeah, benefits why would you? yeah <laughs> that's a good point like why would you? you you went for pretty much the best armor you could have mm-hmm. it was the highest without a disadvantage on stealth 
it's like yes why would anyone go for any other piece of armor is there a load is... problem or anything like that maybe uh, it's how much you can carry right there well there's car- there's a carry capacity rule in D and then there's also like putting armor on or off so if it's lighter you can put it on quicker if it's heavier it takes you longer to put it on right there could be like uh swim disadvantages it doesn't it doesn't say usually it would say stuff like that um might have it in a different book in uh, uh yeah <laughs> in 10 years time yeah but like that that's yeah. a thing i don't really like is that sort of stuff that's a cosmetic and thing then kind of a cosmetic but no it does help because the enemy has to roll higher to hit you my biggest issue is actually then that someone can start with armor class of 20 on level one and i'm like that's Where, way too the high progression yeah yeah where's the yeah. progression and you're 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 too high and then if there is a progression you're getting better armor that gives you there must be a disadvantage well you have a disadvantage on stealth right yeah, yeah. but you're still impossible to hit or <laughs> like nearly impossible so, to hit so. so like walk right into shadow moses baby you know yeah <laughs> no bother you just need um, to throw a bigger enemy at them i think we, our very first ever adventure um, to get around any of that stuff or just to get us playing quicker to see does anyone even like this style of game hmm. he said we were all basically uh, Elder Scrolls style we're all prisoners we're all on a ship being transported you have no weapons you have no gear you have nothing so hmm. we're starting from scratch and then we landed on this island and we just had to find supplies to survive and that was kind of so we yeah. could jump straight into the role playing element and then later on we could start getting gear you know yeah. So that was a, that's, uh, I would always kind of, if someone wants to just like try it out with their friends, I'd recommend like start with a very small scenario, a limited scenario that gets right into the action. Um, mm. well, because that's, that's, yeah, that's what when I you spend days in taverns and shit looking for fetch quests to fight rats, yeah. it quickly gets fucking boring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah, start with something exciting. That's, I, that's I quite really... like this now, little skirmish that Eric had uh, set up for me. Um, 10 out of 10, would play again. Go on, Eric. Um, on the fucking ball. Maybe we should I'm, play it on the podcast. I believe Polygon said, outstanding. Nice. <laughs> and IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like, that. that is the thing. Is that, see, D&D in the Dungeon Master's Guide does tell you start small and start low and build up from there. Right. I remember one time I was playing a campaign and your man's not bad at DM, but he was following very strictly to the rules because to him, it's the whole thing is perfect and flawless. There's five editions. There's no way they could have done wrong. Right? Right. We played 12 hours. We only got the level two and nothing happened. Well, right. stuff happened, but it was just like, we we're still dealing with like, I think we were just starting to touch on the, oh, maybe we're getting close to the campaign start. But right. I can like and we died as well. It's on just level tutorial. One, we, actually, we actually died like on level one. I was like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then All when right. I was introduced to my friends to it, they were in a tavern, which is actually always recommended as the worst way to start a campaign is in a tavern because everything Cause everyone will get wrong. drunk. Because everyone get drunk and everything go yeah. wrong. What right? do you want to do? Uh, get drink. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, if like, we start right. playing the one ring. Guess where we're starting. It's hammered! <laughs> Green dragon. Green dragon. <laughs> well, guys, those are just some of our adventures that we've played uh, so far in the uh, in the role-playing sphere. But we would love to hear about your own adventures, whether it's Dungeons & Dragons, whether it's any other kind of tabletop games we haven't mentioned, 
whether you play strategy games like uh, the Middle Earth strategy game or Warhammer, whatever you like to play, whatever you like to collect, let us know about your adventures, your journeys. If you're watching this on YouTube, please jump down to the comments to share your thoughts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe and click that notification bell. Maybe sometime we'll do Dungeons and Dragons on the podcast. I don't know. Let us know if you, if you would be interested to see how we would play it out or how that would go. And maybe we'd have to get someone on as a guest to be our DM so that none of us are actually taking over and we all have to be player characters. Let's know if you'd like to have your list of audio platforms. You can also touch base on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the brothers take to give your take on everything we brought up here today. Thank you so much for checking us out. And we'll be back to talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.